LinkedIn has grown in recent years from a relatively static resume site where you connected with business associates to a fairly dynamic, active, and growing content platform that many professionals use every day to keep in touch with their network. How things have changed and how you need to change in response to them is the topic of our show today as we look at growing your brand on LinkedIn. Here to share her thoughts on this is Abby Fink, Vice President and General Manager of HMA Public Relations, a Arizona PR firm that is much older than LinkedIn. <laughs> Abby, what's on your mind? Yeah, so I was poking around on LinkedIn earlier in the week and I had gotten a message from someone who was um, you know, asking me if I could talk to her about a particular person that was on there. And it got me thinking about, you know, how we started LinkedIn as, as really this online, I'll date myself now, but an online Rolodex, right? It's where we connected. It was sort of that first foray into social media for a lot of us um, of a certain age. It was a little bit safer, we thought, than some of the others. And it became a much more um, managed uh, pro opportunity to, you know, manage your profile and, and potentially start um, developing, you know, status updates and things. Well, like all of these platforms, it evolved and became something really that businesses started to use in order to, you know, market their brand and grow their brand. And according to LinkedIn, they have um, upwards of 800 million users now. I mean, that number is just something you can't even really wrap your head around and certainly is not you know, a market that we can all go after all 800 million of these. But from a business perspective, it really is uh, and should be part of your, you know, strategic thinking about where you are going to start and and collaborate and provide content, you know, with your potential, you know, customers and clients and, and not just use it from a one-on-one -on -one connection, but really how you as a business can start to use it um, to grow your business as well. So I thought, might be kind of fun to talk a little bit about that today. Well, it's certainly something that you and I and our companies have both embraced as a place to not only make connections and have conversations, share content and engage in commerce. You like the four C's that I just created there? Very good. It's become something that is increasingly imperative, I think, for everyone from the solopreneur to the C-suite executive to be thinking about a strategy for because of the types of communication that are going down on the platform. You know, I looked up just before we went on the air here, I made my first LinkedIn connection on January 11, 2006. And 16 years ago, there wasn't that much you could do on LinkedIn. You could create a profile, you could add some uh, job history, and you could add a few, you know, text words about each position that you had. And then you could start to try to find other people that you knew or that had gone to school, where you went to school, or had that worked at companies that you had worked and things of that nature, and essentially create a network. But it was a network that didn't do a whole lot other than sort of stay connected. And people who were using LinkedIn as a platform for either seeking jobs or for recruiting would use the information there very much like you would use the resume. But man, is it different today uh, with all kinds of live content with, you know, everything from video to, you know, coming soon is going to be audio-based events, sort of a social audio clubhouse type thing. 
the the amount of options that are available to individuals to present their work, uh, not just their employment history, but the projects, the publications, all the different things, it really has become something significant and, and an output for creative content, not just really boring business stuff. Right. Well, and, and as you said, when it first started, I think its its primary goal was um, business person to business person connection. And you were, you were, you know, you were looking for a way and it was simple. You could click and you had all their contact information and, and you didn't really need to babysit it. You didn't need to go in and check on it. It was just there and it was there for whenever you needed it. And, and I, and, and for some people that's still the case. Um, and as it evolved and, and the other social platforms became more and more user-friendly and became more and more part of a, a the business setting, LinkedIn looked at it and said, okay, what can we do and how can we, you know, maximize this already well-established reputation for being, you know, a business platform, unlike the others, right? This one really, when you think about social media for business, I think you're still come up with LinkedIn as your, you know, as your probably your number one source. What can we do? Do we want to be the business version of Facebook or do we want to have our own? And so there was a lot of growing pains, I think, as they were getting it, thinking through that. But what you're seeing now is is really two sides to what LinkedIn is. It still will and always will have that I'm looking for a specific person or I am going to use it to connect to find, you know, people to come work for me, that, that person to person part of it. But what is shifting now is the second level of communication. So if I am looking, you know, and I want to connect with you and because there are things in your profile that I feel like I want to have a connection with, I'm also now going to start to look at who you are as a, as the business of what you are, right? And what are you talking about? And are you engaging with thought leadership? Are you creating things on the business side of your pl- of that platform that tells me a little bit more about who you are than just resume building kinds of things. And so, you know, we we do a little bit of practice what we preach on our own social media channels to see how, you know, these things can work. And and we we did an experiment towards the end of the calendar year where we really did a focused effort on what we what we were sharing on LinkedIn, how we were sharing it, you know, the types of content was important. But what words were we using? What hashtags were we using? And and what was happening with that content once it was on there? And we saw a pretty significant increase in uh, click-throughs over to our website, which is ultimately what we're trying to do in terms of people finding out more about our agency and such. And so analyzing what that was is is really about if, if we intend to be thought leaders and experts in public relations, communications, marketing, this is a place beyond our own website to be able to put forth that content into the, into the marketplace. So we are now looking at, um, you know, and, and LinkedIn has a tremendous amount of opportunities to create and curate content that some of the other sites don't necessarily have. And they have a very robust marketing uh, platform behind it where you can access some things and, and, and work with it. But it's, it is a place for you to further that thought leadership and that um, expert knowledge that you have created, as well as using it to seek 
business and engagement with others that either, you know, can can purchase your goods and services or for you to ultimately, you know, become that go-to source for information. So I really have um, a newfound respect for what LinkedIn is and what it can do. Um, it has it has become something that is more than just pop over there and and check and see if, you know, do I know somebody? Does somebody know me? Who do I need to know? But really about gathering content and even, you know, putting this conversation together simply by going into the search function of LinkedIn, found a whole host of information about this topic. How do you grow your business using that platform um, that we're coming from really smart you know, marketers that are taking and and using this quite extensively for their own business development. Now, there is something that I have to say here, and I don't want to, you know, harsh anyone's buzz or rain on any parades. But one of the things that lets you know that a platform has arrived is when there is a self-appointed army of gurus, experts who are offering their consulting services, their courses, their their membership groups, and so on about the platform itself. So if you go on LinkedIn, you'll find a bunch of LinkedIn experts on LinkedIn about LinkedIn on LinkedIn. And there could be a little bit of an echo chamber there. Uh, however, I think quite a few of those folks do have some valuable insights to offer because they are certainly pushing the envelope of the platform to try to see how it works. Uh, And at the same time, I don't think anybody, particularly with LinkedIn, has to spend a lot of money with one of these LinkedIn experts to get the basics right, because the basics will take you a long way. And those basics include things like, you know, writing a profile for an actual human, to read and engage with and understand you. In other words, letting your own humanity come through so that someone reading it sees who you are, what you're about, what you care about, uh, rather than using resume language, which can often be a bit um, distanced from the person. It's often based around objectives and achievements and responsibilities and things of that nature. So use real language to write a, a, a complete profile that expresses who you are and what you do and why you care about these things and some of those some of those sorts of things. Um, not treating LinkedIn like a billboard on the side of a bus. In other words, your goal here is to create real human connection, not to just promote your thing. I mean, if I'm looking at profiles and everything about it is screaming, you know, advertisement. Uh, it's it's a little bit of a turnoff. It's not necessary. One of the things that I think has shifted a bit with LinkedIn is what people used to think was required to be professional has changed a little bit. And LinkedIn has become more like the business casual, you know, the the cocktail mixer at the conference, not the executive session where everyone's in a suit. I mean, you obviously still wouldn't stray too far into, uh, you know, overly personal stuff. But I think there are a lot of people who are, in fact, finding real traction on LinkedIn in sharing their actual personal stuff. So you got to find that balance for yourself. Uh, And there's some more specific tactics and things we can talk about. But in general, I think it's not too hard to figure out how to LinkedIn appropriately. 
Well, and here's the thing. So if you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, you know, we, we talk a lot about um, authenticity and, you know, the putting, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk, right? So if we, if we think about the, the, the two sides of how LinkedIn can be, you have, you have your personal brand and that's your profile and the information that you're sharing there. And you're absolutely right. We, there is, there needs to be a humanness to the content that's out there. And, um, but it needs to be authentic and it needs to be you in the same way that, your website is you and every other place I might find you is, right? So we, we the persona that we're putting here needs to be consistent. Then there's the business side of of the of LinkedIn, right? So it's it's Abby Fink who's there as Abby Fink. And then there's HMA Public Relations and and the things that that, that page does and the and where the two intersect. And much like any other communication strategy that you're developing, if you are going to take that to one of these social platforms like LinkedIn, it needs the same kind of discussion and goal setting and purpose that you would do with anything else. So, you know, is this a reliable place for people to find out information about you? Can they come to your LinkedIn profile? If that happens to deplete the place that they spend, they, the magical they that we're all trying to attract, if they spend their time in LinkedIn as their way of finding out information, then what will they find there? And is that branding, that 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 forward-facing information consistent with what they will find everywhere else? And and yes, casual, comfortable, conversational, I see that I had the three C's too, um, way of talking will will engage that potential audience. What is the um content that you're sharing there? And is that the same messaging there that they'll find where they might find you other places? You have to think about it from the customer perspective, right? What are they going to see when they get there? And what's, you know, what's in it for me? If I'm going to engage with your page or with your LinkedIn profile, do I benefit from that? Is there something with what I'm getting when I get there beneficial to me? And that from a customer relationship, that's what you're looking for. I want to provide you with something that you find valuable to the extent that you want to continue a dialogue with me. And so what are our philosophies? What are the things that we stand for as a business? And is that coming through loud and clear on our LinkedIn profiles as well? The dialogue, you mentioned that word. I think that is so critical because so much content is still a one-way street. It is still kind of a push channel, a broadcast mode. It's like, here we are saying our thing. But the real value, if you value relationships, the real value comes in the engagement, in the conversation, in the comment threads below the content, uh, in the conversations that happen through the messaging platform on LinkedIn. And the most important thing here, and it's, runs in the face of some people who are trying to sell LinkedIn marketing magic bullets, all of which don't work, and I don't recommend any of them. For example, automated messaging, bad idea, don't do it. Um, you know, any kind of uh, attempt to, you know, get speed and kind of shortcut the process, don't do it. It's not going to work. Um, or if it works, it only works on the kind of people it works on, which may not be the kind of people you want to do business with. 
So have real conversations. If someone else in your network, one of the wonderful things, let's just get into the weeds here for a second. One of the wonderful things about LinkedIn is the way their algorithm works prioritizes uh, the immediate, the friends of friends, so sort of the, that's not what it's called, but the second order connections, right? So that means when Abby posts something on LinkedIn, if I comment on Abby's post, my connections, some of them anyway, will see Abby's post because I commented on it. They're not connected to Abby. They are connected to me. And I think, well, Adrian had something thoughtful to say about what Abby said. Not only do I now think more highly of Adrian, but I also, who's Abby? So then they're clicking through to Abby's profile. Understanding that at the very small level, this is how the platform is working, has you making the kind of content and engaging in the kind of conversations that will help real human relationships to emerge. And that's what we, at least those of us that are in a relationship-driven business, that's what we really need. And then I use LinkedIn very much the way you just described it. If if I see an interaction that you have had, I'm in, and I'm in, interested and I'm intrigued enough, I will click over and see what this, you know, what this other person has said or this other business has said. And uh, you know, when I when I, I I need to find my anniversary date as well. I'm curious when I I started on LinkedIn, but I you know I. I accepted anyone that asked to link in with me and because I, and, and at that stage of the game, I thought it was about, it was the numbers game. And, and for so much of social media at the time, that's what we were all banking on was how many followers, how many connections, how many fans, whatever the word was of the platform, you know, well, I've got a thousand and five, you know, great. Well, who are they? I don't know, but I got them. I'm much more selective now, both in who I accept as well as who I'm asking. Now, you can you can link in with Abby, the person, by asking me and I will say yes or no. You can link in with HMA Public Relations and see what my company is doing simply by following that on LinkedIn. So there's not a permission-based connection the same as it is one-on-one. But I think about now my my own sort of protocol in terms of who I who I bother to say yes or no to and who I engage with from a business perspective, because I'm taking the time each day to go into the link, my LinkedIn page to engage, to read what's there, to to see what's happening. And I want that to be a meaningful experience if I'm going to invest that time. So for me now, the 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 invitation to link in with me needs to be purposeful. I don't have to know you. We don't have to have, in fact, the majority of the people I do not know personally, but there is a reason that we have decided to connect. We met at a conference or it is a colleague of yours that I find interesting. And so there's a reason. And I, and there's a function when you ask someone to link in with you where you can make a personal note and I, I, I always tell you, you should do that. Don't just hit the connect button, but actually, hi, Adrian, I saw that, you know, you you talk a lot about X, Y, Z. I'm interested in that information. I thought we might be able to connect here. To your point, that human connection, you see that and you think, well, there's there's more than, there's somebody at the other end of that request. And so uh, I, I feel like we have to, we have to kind of rethink the connection part. I also use it, uh, when I am meeting with potential clients and I ha- th- that I don't have a, a deep connection with yet, check the LinkedIn profile. Are there any common connections? What are they saying on their LinkedIn page as a business? What will they find when they come to mind? Because I hope that they're doing the same thing. And does that align with 
my business philosophy and the things that I'm going to share with them once we get to meet face to face. And so it really has, for me, really evolved into this really beneficial business tool that goes beyond just, I have a thousand and five connections, right? These are, you know, for the vast majority of people now uh, and businesses that I follow have a direct relationship or purposeful relationship with me and or our business in order for me to, you know, to make that yes, uh, will you link in with me? I think it's important also to acknowledge that LinkedIn recognizes the difference now. They didn't used to, but the platform has changed so that you really have two options with most profiles. One is to connect, but the other is to follow. Follow is a lower level action in that it doesn't require the approval of the profile owner for you to follow them. It does require their approval for you to connect with them. And if you're someone who creates a lot of content and doesn't mind having followers who want to read that content, rather than having connections, kind of protecting your connections in the way I was talking about, you can switch your profile to what they've added. It's called creator mode. So if your profile's in creator mode, then follow becomes the default action. People can still send you a connection request. It just takes another extra step. They have to click into the three dots and go in and say connect and things of that nature. So uh, switching your profile to follow allows people, if if you're publishing stuff, if you're sharing stuff, that's an easy way to both grow an audience and maintain the integrity of your actual connections. Remember, one of the things about, about LinkedIn is unless you switch it off, any one of your connections can see all of your connections. Uh, now, just somebody who's not connected to you can't do that. Uh, but, you know, for example, I'm approaching 5,000 connections on LinkedIn. I have mine open because, quite frankly, I don't really care about this. But some people in other types of businesses might think, you know what, this is my personal network. And I don't want just someone in my network to automatically see everyone else in my network. Well, there's a switch in your privacy settings that you can say, who can see my contacts? Uh, and you can make it so even people who are in that private network of your first degree connections can't see the profiles who are also in there. That's your personal choice. I approach it more openly. You need to decide what's right for you. Well, and that's it, right? You it, it, Like any of these, you set your own kind of rules that you're, you know, you're, and regulations that you're going to follow in terms, again, who you're going to connect with and why, who you reach out to and why, whether you keep it as an open you know, connections are, or a little bit more protected and, and, you know, none, there is no right answer. It really is personal and, and how you want to manage that. But where, where all of this has to come back to is, you know, it is thinking about LinkedIn as an opportunity to grow your business, both the, the business itself and your personal brand as it connects to your business, that you want what is there to be authentic and as real as other platforms that you might be using. Although if we agree that this is, you know, predominantly business focused, it might look a little different. But the, but if I visit you on your LinkedIn profile and I see you on Twitter or I see you on Facebook, you are basically the same person in all three places. And then whatever your website tells me that you are, you're, you know, there's some consistency there. You have an opportunity uh, because of the platform and and some of the parameters that are there for long form discussions and engagement and conversation and it and therefore it requires commitment 
you, you know, you it's not a set it and forget it kind of thing. You can't just go in there and link in with a whole bunch of people and then go, you know, take weeks to go back and see if there's been any engagement. You need to, if you're going to do it, you need to take the time and invest, you know, some of your energy there to make it successful for you and set a strategy like you would with anything else. So you have some goals for what you want it to do and how you will be able to manage that and put the time that you need to invest in that in order to make sure it's successful. And without getting into the specifics, there are a, several opportunities that exist there for things like video and live chat and, you know, curated content and all sorts of things that, that depending on how you want to use it and how you want to um, engage with it, really broaden its perspective for you and gives you this, um, you know, really robust way of being able to utilize it. But like anything, again, it, it requires some attention and it needs to have some strategy around it. And if you're going to use it and use it to a point of being successful for you, then you have to give yourself the benefit of the time to invest in it and make it part of your overall communication strategy as you look to enhance and build your brand. LinkedIn can be a very valuable tool to do that. One quick thing I want to say on the content front, uh, as those types of posts and uh, events and other, you know, functionality baked into the platform have evolved and gotten better and better over time. It's important to understand for that content strategy and, you know, your your internal or agency team should advise you on this as well, that there is two different types of timeframes or cadences for that kind of content. Unlike Twitter, where the average lifespan of a tweet is like 12 minutes and then nobody sees it ever again, uh, LinkedIn really does kind of play in both the short-term and the long-term content. So you can think differently about your content strategy in both in both regards. So for example, you can just make little short posts that are sort of offhand remarks, thoughts, things of that nature. And you can also write longer pieces either as a post or as an article, you can upload videos. And there's ways that you can pin those in the featured section of your profile so that they do have some durability so that people will come back and they'll see, ah, these five things are kind of pillar content for this person. Um, and that's really nice. That's not something that's actually available on other platforms. So you really get to work both the short term and the lasting side of that equation. The other thing we have to say about LinkedIn is why that matters is although the platform has nearly 800 million users, in the United States, there are 66 million monthly active users. So there are a lot of people who are coming on LinkedIn less frequently than you. I read a statistic somewhere a few months ago that the average C-level executive logs into LinkedIn once a week. So recognize that not everything you do is about today. You are creating content and engaging in conversations that do have a little bit more of a relaxed or longer term time frame. You're still going to reach people. And it just doesn't have, the, and this can be refreshing, I think is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't have the immediacy of a, of a tweet where either it had to hit or nobody ever sees it kind of a thing. And I think that's a, a great point to make and really kind of summarizes 
the idea here is this is an investment over time and that the long game is really what you're after here. And unlike the others that they kind of do disappear into the ether once they're, you know, you've scrolled past them. LinkedIn allows a little bit more longevity and a little bit more um, opportunity for the the content to stay and to live and 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 be searchable for a much longer time. So what's relevant um, and immediate has a little bit more uh, life cycle to it. So I, I am a big believer in in what LinkedIn can do. And I think it's an important part of, uh, you know, growing your brand, whether that's your personal brand if you're looking to develop yourself as a thought leader, um, you know, independent of your business, that's that's perfectly acceptable and 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 a valuable place to be. If you're looking at it truly from a business perspective, I think that's great as well. But it comes down to again paying attention to it, giving it the the benefit of a, a, a strategy, and really thinking through what it can be, and making sure that it works for you and with you in terms of what the other goals are for your business. And I think you'll start to see some success. We are going to touch on some of the other social media strategies as it relates to business. We've talked about them um, a little bit here today, but I think it's worth diving into some of the other platforms a little bit more. So in some upcoming episodes, we'll touch on how some of the other social platforms separately can be considered as you look to grow your brand in the social space. So I think that's uh a good plan for us. And and if you're interested in linking in with us, let us know. We'd be happy to, to make that connection. 